Welcome to the Power Rankings, where if you ever see the Giants on here, the world is ending. Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Week 18. This is Weird Grassy. And today we're going to be breaking down the top 10 teams in the NFL heading into the final week of the regular season, meaning next week when we do power rankings, it will be 14 teams because we will have entered the postseason. So starting off with number 10, a little bit of a debate going on here. It was between the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts for me. The Patriots putting up 50 on the Jaguars, and I was like, eh, listen, the Jaguars beat the Bills, you know, so maybe that's something. But then I was like, eh, no, it's it's the Jaguars. And so you looked at the Colts, and they're like, well, they beat a more quality opponent. And so I settled with number 10 of being the Indianapolis Colts. Lost to the Raiders on a last-second field goal. Hit by Carlson, which has been amazing because Carlson was cut by Mike Zimmer of the Vikings, and he has gone on to kick four game-winning field goals since then. So, yeah. Oh, and the Raiders actually have a shot at the playoffs, unlike the Vikings. But the Colts, honestly, were just shut down in the second half, and the Raiders didn't even play that great of a game. Derek Carr was not really inspiring, and when 16 for 27, 148 yards and one touchdown, Jonathan Taylor, 20 for 108 and one touchdown. And Jonathan Taylor still a beast, still putting up over 100 yards, still getting in the end zone. But the Raiders did a nice job of containing him in the second half, and you just didn't see a whole lot of production there. Now, the Colts are still in a pretty good position because they just need to win and they're in. And their opponent is against Jacksonville. Now, the Jaguars, as I said, they have knocked off teams like the Bills before. So maybe this isn't as easy as they would anticipate. It is being played in Jacksonville. So who knows if Tony Khan is going to come out and make it a hell in a cell match. I don't know. But the Colts, I think, are in good shape. Now, the question is going to be, can they do well in the playoffs? And a lot of that's going to come down to the play of Carson Wentz, because, of course, you can just hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. But when he is limited in this game, then you have the potential to lose. So I'm going to have the Colts at number 10 just because I believe in them a little bit more. They already beat the Patriots, but... Let's see if they can get it done by knocking off the Jaguars and getting into the postseason. Then number nine, you got the Buffalo Bills. Close call with the Atlanta Falcons for a hot second. Matt Ryan diving in for the touchdown, thinking he got a touchdown, and then getting in the face of Jordan Poyer, and then getting a taunting call, and he actually wasn't in the end zone, and then they went with no points. Uh, classic Falcons. But yeah, ugly game here from Josh Allen through the air. Three interceptions really didn't perform well. However, the defense did pretty well. But the bigger thing is they actually ran the football. Not only did Josh Allen run the ball, but Devin Singletary having over 100 yards, getting a couple scores. And this is what we've been waiting for all season. You know, the Bills are obviously a pass-first team. That's very evident. When they can't do that, they struggle. But here, the run game was working, and they stuck with it. <gasps> what a surprise. So the Bills, they're already a lock for the playoffs. If they win next week against the Jets, they are in as division champions. If they lose and the Patriots beat the Dolphins, then that's a different story. The Bills actually technically could still clinch the second seed, though I don't think they're going to. But the Bills... They've been kind of inconsistent all year. 
Let's see if they put it together for the postseason. Number eight, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> a lot went on with Tampa Bay uh, this week. Like a lot. You may have heard about Antonio Brown going shirtless and quitting the team uh, during the third quarter. That was interesting. So they already were going to be without Godwin. Now they don't have Antonio Brown. Mike Evans, still good. Still banged up, though. On top of that, Leonard Fournette still on IR. Gronk was the leading target in that game, and they struggled against the Jets. And so you look at the Buccaneers team and you go, oh, are they vulnerable? And I think the answer is yes. And while you have an amazing drive that is orchestrated by Tom Brady at the very end, you also have to realize it's still against the Jets. So the Buccaneers are not coming in with all that momentum like they did last year. I still think they're a very good football team. I think they're going to be a formidable foe to anybody they play in the playoffs. But the Buccaneers are losing people left and right, whether it's because they're shirtless and running out of MetLife or because they're out with an injury. So the Buccaneers, it'll be interesting to see what they could do in the playoffs, but I've learned never to bet against Tom Brady. Number seven, you got the Dallas Cowboys. Finally, losing. Like the whole world wanted you to. No, but the Cowboys, the biggest thing for me is that they're an undisciplined team. Yes, they lost against the Cardinals, but... This is the fourth time this season that they've had double-digit penalties, and they had so many players and people coming out and complaining about the refereeing, and listen, the refs have been terrible all year. But at the end of the day, you have to realize, as Jerry Jones did, that this particular group of officials, they call a lot of ticky-tacky stuff, so then it's up to you as a team to adjust to that, and they just didn't. In addition, they had absolutely no run game here, leaving it to Dak Prescott, who had a nice game. Unfortunately, Michael Gallup is going to be out for the year as he tore his ACL, but this team can still be really good, in which their offense can still be explosive with Pollard and Zeke on the ground, and of course, their wide receivers that they have, like C.D. Lamb. You have, of course, Schultz, who's been really good as their tight end, and of course, you also have Amari Cooper. So, the Cowboys, their defense, still good. They just need to get back on track. They need to get disciplined, and it'll be interesting because they have had a bit of a soft schedule how they actually perform against good teams in the playoffs. They're going to have a home game. They already clinched the East. Now it's about, hey, let's see what they can do. Number six, you got the Arizona Cardinals stopping their three-game losing streak and knocking off the red-hot Dallas Cowboys. Uh, almost blew it in the fourth quarter, allowing 15 points. Murray, however, did play well. A lot of batted balls uh, in this game, though. And they need, desperately, James Conner to come back. Like, desperately, in which you had Chase Edmonds, came in, played well, but Edmonds and Connor together would really, really bolster that offense just a bit more with no DeAndre Hopkins. However, maybe you're going to get him back for the playoffs. On top of that, that offensive line continues to be atrocious, really not allowing Kyler Murray to have a lot of time. He looks like he's constantly pressured, and that might be their downfall in the playoffs. The Cardinals, they still could clinch their division with a win and a Rams loss next week. It's no gimme, but the Cardinals could finish off the year strong heading into the postseason. Number five, you got the LA Rams. Yeah, I forgot about you last week. Calm your freaking horses. Close game against the Ravens. Real close game. And the big concern has to be about Matthew Stafford because inconsistent has been the word. Through two touchdowns, two interceptions. He's thrown six interceptions in the last three games, which is not what you want uh, heading into the playoffs. However, their big acquisitions during the season of Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller both came in clutch in this game in which Von Miller was able to get the game-winning sack. OBJ got the game-winning touchdown. And so 
All those pieces that they put together about going all in, it was beneficial for them in this game. Sony Michelle, a little bit limited in production as he has been in previous weeks, but as we talk about Cam Akers potentially returning, that run game could be doing pretty well getting into the postseason. The Rams have a good defense. They have a good offense. It's just going to be a matter of can they limit the amount of turnovers, play mistake-free football, and if they can, they'll be a contender in the playoffs. Number four, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Tough game losing to Kitty Goes Meow, the Cincinnati Bengals. And listen, the defense just got burned. On top of that, yes, there was absolutely questionable calls from the referees for some phantom PIs. You look at the hands to the face, and maybe that was a little ticky-tacky. But their defense just has to be better. Their defense was so clutch during this win streak, and it kind of just all fell apart here against a high-powered offense in the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Chiefs fall out of the number one seed. They are currently the second seed. They could get the first seed back if the Titans lose and the Chiefs win next week. But the Chiefs, either way, are going to still be a great team in the playoffs. I think they are still contenders to go to the Super Bowl, but their secondary is a liability, and if they play a high-powered offense in the playoffs, you might see a similar result. Number three in the top three, you got the kitty goes meow Cincinnati Bengals. Here's a stat for you. In the last two games, Joe Burrow, 971 yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's Madden-like stats. Again, questionable calls aside, they diced up that Chiefs secondary. Jamar Chase, 266 freaking fracking yards. And the best part is, is they have so many weapons. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and of course, Joe Burrow playing mistake-free football. <whistles> Looking good. Going for it on fourth down was real risky. They got bailed out with a couple of penalties, and they also got bailed out with Joe Burrow not sustaining a significant injury because he had to leave the game. But the Bengals, they are roaring into the playoffs, and they are hot right now. They won their division, so they clinched the AFC North. They're going to have a home game, and I got to be honest, I don't know what AFC team wants to play the Bengals right now. Number two, you got the Tennessee Titans. Look at these guys. The current number one seed with all those injuries, with all the craziness that has gone on, Derrick Henry on the horizon to return, and they have it all in front of them. They demolished the Dolphins, who were on their own win streak. They were a seven-game win streak, and their defense absolutely shut down to a 100%. And it was funny because watching some of that game, you could see how they didn't play against any left-handed quarterbacks because Tua is the only left-hand starting quarterback this season, and they were able to pick him apart easily. They sacked him four times, made his life miserable, and the offense was efficient. So you get Derrick Henry back, especially if you have that bye week if the Titans are able to beat the Texans next week. Then the Titans are going to be a scary football team with a rejuvenated Derrick Henry, and they might be able to run all the way to the Super Bowl. And finally, still your number one team and number one in the NFL and number one in the NFC clinching home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Green Bay mother-loving Packers. Second year in a row clinching the number one seed in the NFC. Third year in a row, clinching a bye. That's right. On top of that, Matt LaFleur, back-to-back-to-back, 13-win seasons, best in NFL history. Now, you saw a typical game from the Packers in the beginning. Slow first quarter, only putting up three points. Red zone was not our friend. And then they exploded in the second quarter. And the best part is, 
They kept their foot on the gas. In addition, our special teams wasn't god-awful, wasn't abysmal. Aaron Rodgers, 258 yards. We had 174 yards on the ground rushing. And this was a balanced offense, a suffocating defense. Yes, we were all going up against a backup QB, but... They did real well. On top of that, Justin Jefferson, limited by Eric Stokes. On top of that, Dalvin Cook was the second leading rusher with 13 whole yards there. Mannion ran more than him. Jair Alexander, he still is potentially coming back. He's got to practice with contact. Zadarius Smith, potentially. Dave Bakhtiari could play this week against the Lions. And the big question is going to be how long is Aaron Rodgers and some of the starters going to play against Detroit because it's a meaningless game because you don't want three weeks before they actually play again because you want to knock off some rust. But the Packers are in a phenomenal position because I don't think any team wants to come to Lambeau Field. And yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about the Packers. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about these rankings as we're about to head into the postseason? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go back, go.